Have you been scrolling through many, many, many film podcasts thinking there's far too many of these? Or have you been thinking there's something missing? There's something we're not quite getting. A waffler from Northern England reviewing films, for example. Welcome to oh, Review It Yourself. No politics, no pandering, no point. Oh, my baby, give mama some sugar. Oh, Sherman, 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 Sherman. <laughs> Welcome to I'll Review It Yourself. That, uh, thanks to my mother there for doing that introduction. I tried desperately to do that myself. Well, not desperately. I tried to do it. But there's only so high I can get my voice. And it just sounded horrendous. So, you know, had to... Had to pull out the A-team there. Okay, so that introduction might give you a little bit of a clue as to which film we're reviewing today. And it's The Nutty Professor, uh, the 1996 version with Eddie Murphy, starring Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy, um, Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, was she just Jada Pinkett at this point? I'm not sure. And it starts off and you hear the song Macho Man. And you see this guy, Lance Perkins, another character played by Eddie Murphy. And he's got this like exercise. He's like an exercise guru. And he's just so fantastically over the top at the beginning. Like, I'm a pony. I'm a pony. And don't, don't you just feel like a pony when you sweat? Some absolutely ridiculous lines. But funny. So it then switches to a college. And we see all these hamsters start escaping. You know, one crawls up a guy's leg and starts moving about. And this woman he sat with is like, whoa, uh, what the hell's going on? And there's like, you see hamsters all, all over this kind of college. And you see the principal who's got hamsters all over him. And he's like, get Clump in here now. And then Professor Clump, who's played by Eddie Murphy, he's climbing these like three massive, massive uh, flights of stairs, um, steps outside up to the, uh, up to the college. And obviously he's, he's a, He's a big guy. He's very overweight. And he obviously gets to the top of the hill and sees pandemonium. You know, there's hamsters crawling under cars. There's like a, a car crashes. Um, there's hamsters crawling through like an underwear poster. So it looks like they're coming out of the guy's backside. Uh, there's ha- a guy, uh, like the gardener's, fires up his leaf blower. I don't know what for. He can't exactly blow the hamsters away and all these these hamsters start flying out of the end. One flies into this woman's sandwich. She screams. And one flies straight into this woman's gob and uh, like knocks her out. And then it turns out that Sherman's knocked open all the kids, cages with his backside as he, as he left the night before. And his assistant Jason says, oh, Shelly's the only one that didn't get out. And Shelly's this uh, overweight hamster. And you see from the first few scenes that Clump's like a lovely, kind-hearted, very, very clever very clever guy, a scientist, and they're working on this new formula, this DNA reconstructing uh, formula that will target these, you know, cell. Well, not cells, but it would help you reconstruct your DNA to be thinner and the, all this kind of thing. And you can see he, he gets called to go see the head, uh, Dean Richmond, and he's struggling to fit into the chair, and he manages to breathe in and fit into this chair. And there's a very the, the relationship is very antagonistic, and Dean Richmond says to him, "Are you comfy?" And Sherman's like, "Quite, quite comfy." 
and he says, can I get you anything? Juice, coffee, rack of lamb. And he, he says, do you know who Louise Vindovic is? And Sherman's like, oh, yeah, she's a donor that, that funded uh, our science program. And he's like, oh, close. She did used to do that, and she did used to be a funder until she was hospitalized and nearly swallowing a gerbil. And then Sherman's like, it's not a gerbil, sir, it's a hamster. Um, and then Dean Richmond says to him, you know, those National Rifle people are right. If I had one now, bang. And Sherman's trying to explain. It's, it's very exciting. 500 hem- healthy hamsters bred from a genetically deficient like hamster. It's very exciting. And he's saying, do I look excited? And he's like, no, no, maybe you're holding it all in. And you see that he's like, now listen to me, you fat tub of goo. And obviously, uh, what's his name? Not Simon. What the hell am I talking about? Uh, Sherman. <laughs> Bloody Simon. Where did that come from? Uh, Sherman Clump, his face drops, obviously. And he, like, Dean Richmond goes off on one and says, look, there's a donor coming. He's the only, la- he's the last donor we've got left. Uh, this Harland Hartley. He's, he's offering $10 million like, grant to the, to the college. You know, you've driven off every, you know, rich luminous we've got because you see he's quite clumsy. And this hamster's like clinging out of the, the, up in the light above Dean Richmond's desk and it craps into his coffee. And Sherman tries to warn him and he's like, ah, you know, we, said, look, we're, uh, the, the meeting's finished. And he tries to stop him drinking the coffee, and he doesn't. And he drinks it, and he's like, the, you know, the grace the cream, uh, the cream and milk, but it's American. You know, grace the cream has turned again, and the, the hamster falls out of the light and straight into his coffee and soaks him. Um, and then you see Sherman in his classroom with his class, and he's writing on a chalkboard, and his belly's rubbing off the writing at the bottom. And obviously, the, you know, he's they're, they're laughing, of the situation, but you can see he's quite, he's respected by his students. He's very intelligent and a good teacher. He's just a bit clumsy. Um, so everyone leaves. And then Sherman moves this, like he has a drawer with all his pencils in and everything, his compass and everything like that. And then he moves it and there's a secret drawer underneath for Snickers and candy bars. Uh, we all want that drawer, don't we? Let's be honest. And this romantic music comes on, this like music swells and he eats this Snickers and it's like this, really romantic moment and then he he does what we all do he scrunches up the wrapper and he throws it towards the bin and it hits the rim and it bounces off and as he goes to pick it up uh someone this lady says professor behind him and he looks between his legs and you see this upside down shot of a frankly stunning um jada pinkett smith and she introduces herself as carla purdy um i always used to think it was purdy p-u-r-d-y but apparently it's p-u-r-t-y which is like Southern American for pretty, purdy. Uh, that's not how it's said in this, but it was in the trivia. So, you know, um, apologies for my horrific accent there. And he talks to her and he's quite clumsy and he knocks over all these coloured beads. and But he's very quick thinking with it. And um, <laughs> sorry for the Hoover in the background. And she says, oh, I'm a big fan of yours. I'm a, what is she? She's a, a chemistry teacher who's just started teaching down the hall. And she says, you know, I'm, I've been following you up for many years and I'm a big fan. And he says, oh, thank you. I'm fatter, flattered. Um, 
and you know you could see she's very in awe of him and she, you know he said she says oh i look forward to catching you again and he says well you can't miss me and he laughs and it goes to a, a family meal with his family the clumps and you've got the dad cletus come on cletus come on come on over here ain't nothing but a short walk uh, that's an impression of the grandma she's forever arguing with him uh, my dad does a better impression and the the, the, the mom you got the brother who's also played by uh, Eddie Murphy, who's built a bit more than uh, Sherman, but he's still quite a big lad. Well, they're all overweight. And then the and then the younger clump um, is played by Jamal something. They, they were going to superimpose Eddie Murphy's face onto the younger kids, but I think they can't know. It's like 13, 14, something like that. Um, but the effects didn't quite work, so they abandoned it. And the grandma, the grandma's hilarious. She just, she just, Talk, goes off on one and Cletus she's like Cletus I'll kick your ass um, and then and you, you see that Sherman's like and he says Sherman what are you doing with that chicken you're supposed to eat it not scalp it and he's talking about oh you know dad all the fat in the chickens in the skin and he says you know where that comes from watching that damn TV everything you put it on talking about lose weight get healthy get in shape I know what healthy is and he's talking about we're supposed to be medium small big little midgets all of these things um and it you know grandma goes on and on um and there's no kind of filter for the grandma either she starts talking about mike douglas and how he what she used what watching him used to do or not it's it's quite dirty in places but really really funny and uh the dad says i would like to volunteer to take this old bird out of her misery and Obviously, the mum's like, Cletus, don't you dare say something like that about mama. And um, this is where she's like, come on, Cletus, come on. Like, and she says, you walk over, but you're limping back. And it's, uh, it's, it, it's hilarious. And the dad says to him, look, I got a big ass. Your mama got a big ass. He's like, you know, you're always going to be big. You can soap your mouth and your backside. You're always going to be big. And he's saying, you know, dad, all I'm saying is that scientific breakthroughs are happening all the time. You know, but it's that classic family dynamic of everyone's shutting in all these different bits, all these different comments. You know, the dad always, you know, the dad's always thinks he's right as the, the son Sherman's trying to kind of throw back in and just trying to try and put his opinion back into it. And and then the mum just starts talking about colon cleansing. So the dad's like, right, you want to get colon cleansed, I'm going to cleanse mine. And he starts fighting. And, um, yeah, it's, it's absolutely hilarious. And then afterwards, the, the mum is wishing Sherman a goodbye. And, well, I, sure, uh, Eddie Murphy plays the dad, the grandma, the mum, the older brother, and Sherman himself. So it's basically Eddie Murphy. And then obviously the other, the younger kid. Yeah, it's it's brilliant scene, all these different characters. And the mum says to Sherman, you know, so on t- this film is like sweet-natured and... Um, you know, good natured. It's a very sweet film at times, and then it's got the the raucous side of it. You know, the, the what you'd probably call or what my friend would call lowbrow jokes. Um, there's nothing wrong with lowbrow. Not nothing wrong with fart jokes. You know, if you, I don't know if you if you're too serious, you can't enjoy a good fat. Uh, not fat jokes. Sorry, well those as well, but a good fat joke. Uh, you know, lighten up a bit. If you don't want to watch it, turn it off. Um. But it's yeah, 
And the mum says to him, you know, Sherman, you are special. And this is, uh, you know, she says, the the good Lord made you. Uh, it's so hard to say these lines and not try and do the accent. Uh, the good Lord made you special inside and out. All you have to do is believe in yourself, Sherman. You can do anything, anything. See what I mean? Um, and this is where she goes. She claps and goes, Sherman, 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 which is, uh, I, I can't do it. And, you know, you see after this, he gets his courage up to go and see Miss Miss Purdy and he, Miss Purdy and he, he goes to a house and he nervously asks her um, out on a date at like the Scream nightclub uh, at Friday night at eight. And he goes back home. He's in like a great mood. He's singing and he, he drinks these like Lance Perkins diet meal shake. Oh, mega shake. That's it. Thanks, mega shake. And uh, Mr. Wilson from below bangs on the floor um, to obviously tell him to shut up because he lives in like an apartment with a um, flat below him. And, <laughs> they, they don't know who did the act well I mean I'm presumably they know who made the film but they don't know who voiced that actor it, it went uncredited and it's, we don't seem to know which is unusual for a film because people often go uncredited um, as like a cameo and they don't put them in the credits but yeah that's strange anyway and you see the adverts and it's like I lost 30 pounds in 6 weeks thanks Mega Shake and then you see that He's watching this like romantic film. He's like a hopeless romantic. And there's like a beach scene. There's a beautiful woman running. A man, a dead muscly man's chasing after her. Not chasing after her. Jesus, that makes it sound sinister. Uh, he's like running after her. You know, they're, they're all frolicking and frolicking. Is that the right word? Jesus, I don't know. Yeah. So he's running after her and he starts kissing her. And then, well, he runs up to her and then it it pans up and it's Sherman above Miss Purty and, and he starts kissing her. And she, she like, she gradually sinks into the sand, um, and he's left like kissing the sand, and he's like, ah, he screams, and then Sherman wakes up, sees so a dream. It's the first time that they have, they have one of these dream sequences in it, and it happens a few times, um, in the film, and then he wakes up and Lance Perkins on the television again, and he's like, people, pounds do not lose themselves. Um, and he's like, everybody get up at home and say, yes, I can. No one of those shows that's really, those motivational shows. I mean, now it would be, you know, it's changed a little bit now, I'd imagine. It's, it's gone a bit more towards, you know, these exercise things at home and on the bikes and all that kind of thing. Uh, but it, they're still very much, still very much the same, uh, the same kind of ilk. But yeah, uh, I really enjoyed this film. And then you have the Sherman's like, right, I've had enough of this. And he gets up and he's like, yes, I can. And, he, and uh, then you get, I'm so excited. I nearly sang it there. You get the song, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Um, and the song, I'm so excited, comes on. And you have this montage of like Sherman trying to skip and trying to box. And he's at this exercise class and he's like all over the shop. And then he's on this ba- this like little trampoline and all the people around him are dead fit and bouncing up and down. And obviously he's just sat in the bottom of it with his weight. And... And then you see this guy on this gym bench doing weights with his arm. And then Sherman's on the other side, mirrored, doing it at the same time. But he's eating the Snickers. Um, then he's trying acupuncture and he eventually ends up covered in all these acupuncture needles. Oh, no, thanks. And the guy's like, he's still hungry? He's like, yeah. And he's like, right, maybe you should try Jenny Craig, whatever that is. Some diet thing, I presume. But he gets better at it. You know, and everyone encourages him and he runs up the stairs at the college. I think that's a kind of a, a homage to Rocky. I'd never noticed that before. 
and uh, it gets to Friday night, um, and they go to the this scream this nightclub, and it's going the date's going really well at first. You know, she's glad that, that they're doing this, and um, they're right at the front, and he's telling her about the research. He's quite charming, you know. Once he's relaxed, he's clever and charming, and she's loving it, and and it's going well. And then then Reggie Warrington, this stand up comedy, comes on. And he's played by Dave Chappelle, and he he just roasts people. You know, he, it's like uh, that's a really funny scene. He's like, oh, head full of curly fries, and and then he goes around and just roasts different people for how they look and this kind of thing. And then Sherman knocks somebody. He says, "I need to go to the toilet or the restroom, whatever." They say, and he say he knocks the he knocks somebody's coat on the floor. And he says, "Excuse me, I'll pick that up." And he bends over, and the Reggie's like, "Woo woo! It's a full moon tonight," and everyone's laughing, and he. And he's like, I think, and then he just goes on this riff of all these jokes. And he's like, I think I found where they hid Jimmy Hoffa and you got more crack than Harlem. And the, the fat jokes get more and more savage. And, and then he's rude about them. He's rude about them both like her and Carla as well. And it's one of these situations where I think it's funny when it's not you, you know, I'm a, I'm a big believer in jokes, but yeah, I'm a big believer in jokes, but obviously the film with the, music starts to get quite emotional you know you can see how humiliated that um sherman is, you know sharon is and she's uncomfortable as well and then you know the trips in home in the brain and then um and she's trying to kind of console him saying listen to that comic tonight he was and she's like sherman you're a brilliant man and he he's just like you have a pleasant evening and they've walked home with like newspapers of heads uh because it's shutting it down with rain and the thoughtful piano music comes on and he walks out into the rain after wishing her good night and he just takes the he doesn't even bother putting the the newspaper up so he's like massively down and then it cuts to him at home and he's watching lance perkins and he's lance perkins is again like why do we do this to ourselves we go home we have a bad day we go home we eat and eat and eat you get one of those bags, those little cans inside, and you eat them all. And then you get to the bottom of the bag, and then you feel just like that bag, empty inside. And it's it's parodying, it's parodying. I mean, I'm I'm not American, so I don't watch these kind of shows that were around in the '90s. But it's parodying those kind of. Well, I mean, could you say Jerry Springer shows? Mm, maybe. I mean, it's not humiliating the people on it. It's just these kind of self-help channels that I gather they have in America. I don't. I don't know if they have them so much over here. And where was I up to? Too busy enjoying the Lance Perkin impressions, as, as bad as I am at them. And uh, yeah, so you know, you see Sherman, he's 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 crying and he's eating like a massive tub of ice cream. He's pours this massive jar of smarties into his uh, into his mouth, and it just it just made me hungry watching this film. Shouldn't be watching this. Um <laughs> And he switches to a hospital drama and he's like, he's falling asleep again. And then it shows Sherman, uh, Sherman on the gurney. And the doctor's like, what the, the wiener minute surgery is like, what is it? And he's like, he's getting fatter. We can't stop it. And then he just keeps growing. And then all the nurses run away and uh, he gets bigger, bigger and bigger, and bigger, fills out the room. And then you see these, you see the outside and everyone's running away and they're like, what the hell's going on? And then you see Sherman and he's like huge. He's like Godzilla sized. And he's running around and then you see um the comedian who's like, Run for the hills, everybody, it's Fatzilla. And um 
And then you see, uh, and you see Sherman's mum who stood. She's like, "I brought you some nice fried chicken, Sherman." Um, oh, you look fabulous. And then um, he he like reaches into this apartment where Carla is, and you think he's going to pick her out like kind of King Kong, and uh, with Faye Dunaway, is it in the film anyway? And he, he reaches past her and gets out this like chicken leg, like this. And he's starting to eat it, and then he burps. And then his stomach groans, and everyone's like, oh, my God, he's going to blow. And then he farts, and he, like, knocks all these tables and chairs. The people are flying. Uh, the grandma's, like, hanging onto this um, lamppost as she's, like, vertical getting blown away, or horizontal getting blown away. And uh, his dad's like, way to go, son. That's my boy. Um, yeah, and then a guy's, like, striking a match to light his uh, cigarette. And uh, this guy's like, no. And then there's a massive explosion. And he wakes up. And and Sherman's like, right, enough's enough. And he goes, and you see him, he goes to the lab and you figure out he's going to test this on himself. Test this secret formula on himself. And then what collapses? Oh yeah, so he, he collapses. He takes this formula. He collapses to the floor, and he uh, he shrinks, and then he walks up to a mirror, and he's like, clothes are hanging off him, but he's got braces on, so they hold up a little bit. And he's like, oh, who the hell are you? And he's like, oh my god, I'm thin. I'm thin. I'm an air cup. Um, and he runs up the stairs. He's like, I'm the stairs. I can do the stairs. I'm the stair master. And he goes shopping, and he's just like, and they're like, oh, do you want anything in particular? And he's like, spandex. Oh, spandex. Where's the spandex section? He's just so confident. And there's a brilliant montage of him in front of the mirror in all these different spandex um, costumes, just doing stupid things. And Carla goes looking for Sherman and she finds Buddy Love in his lab, in Sherman's lab. And he says, oh, I'm, I'm his confidant. And then the guy's like, the janitor comes in. Well, the security guy's like, what the hell happened? Because the lab's a bit of a mess. And he says, like, Buddy, what the hell happened? He says, see, everyone knows Buddy, Buddy. And she says, I don't, what's your last name? And he's like, Buddy Love. And she asks him, he asks her out. Because he's really confident, brash and cocky. And and he says, oh, Sherman makes me sick sometimes. You know, he, a man so intelligent, he's got no confidence. And he, he says, I say to him all the time, you know, Sherman, no matter what, you got to strut. you got to suck in your gut and strut. And then his voice starts to deepen and he like says, Oh, I'll see you at night at eight o'clock. And he ushers her out of the lab. And it, one of his hands is like born back up to like normal size. One well, like Sherman, normal size. And uh, he turns up to the day in a luxury sports car. And he's like an hour late and she's about to leave. And he's like, I'll beg in front of all these people. Do you think I care? And he's like, I'm sorry. I need your fresh drawers. My mom got sick. The car broke down the street. And he, He's very clever, quick, confident, but he's brash and arrogant. So it brings this side of Sherman that you've never seen before. And Reggie's on again. So Buddy laughs his head off and disrupts the show. And, like, gives himself the Heimlich because he's, like, choking. And you can see that. And he says, oh, it's funny, you know, the way that you take a person's personal defect and flip it around. And he's like, I could do it to you, Reggie. And he rips Reggie to pieces. And then Reggie makes the mistake of turning to fat jokes. And obviously Sherman's had every fat joke on the planet, um, no doubt through his life, and then from like horrible people. So, you know, Buddy gets up and does a stand-up bit and ends up walking up to the stage 
And obviously the crowd and Carla are in pieces. And then Reggie's like, I've had enough of this. I'm going to kick your ass. And he takes his hat off and his, his hair. And he says, Reggie, I've heard of dreadlocks. He's like, I've heard of dreadlocks, but, um, uh, well, cr- crap locks, but he doesn't say crap. Um, I just don't want to swear on these podcasts. And, but it's a, it's hilarious. And then he tries to fight with Buddy and Buddy just like hits his head off the piano and then he say it. And then Buddy says, we'd like to like do a, a song for a beautiful lady tonight. And he like, he's playing the piano with Reggie and he's like, Ding. Uh, loving you is easy cause you're beautiful. Do, 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 do. Reggie and he cracks Reggie's wrist and Reggie goes, ah, and he goes, that was pretty. Uh, it's honestly, it's like, it's, it's hilarious. I don't do it justice. And uh, he then throw. he says, you know, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, Reggie's left the building. He throws Reggie in the piano and he gives the, gives the waiter his card. And says, "Look, like, can you get me the? Can you go pay the bill?" And then Jason, who's Sherman's assistant, sees the card and says, "Oh, where's Sherman?" And he says, "Professor loves you." He says, "Oh yeah, he's there." And he says, "Well, he's not. That that's not him because Buddy has to rush out because he's he kisses Carl and his lip swells up to normal Sherman size and one of his uh his like stomach blows out and, and Buddy says, "Oh, it's an allergic reaction. I got to rush to the drugstore." And he rushes out and then Jason chases him. And I said, all right, buddy, what are you doing with the professor's credit card? And then he sees he sees Buddy like with his massive lip and he's like, look, man, I'm sorry, maybe you needed the money more than I thought. And then Sherman starts to change. Well, Buddy starts to change back into Sherman. And Jason's like, Jesus, this is Freddy Krueger stuff. And they're reversing through traffic because obviously Sherman's like uh, the leg start. He's in a sports car. Um, and then, the, you know, they spin and it crashes. It didn't crash the suspension brakes and it stops in the middle of the road. And then obviously they have to use the jaws of life to get Sherman out of the car. And then you see Dean Richmond comes to him and says, why did you put, um, on a, like a sports car on your faculty account? And he says, look, it doesn't matter. Like, um, you need to be, per- you know, it needs to be perfect this for this alumni ball to get this money from Harlan Hartley. He says, if not, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to literally kill you. I'm going to choke off your air supply until you pass away. And the actor who plays Dean Richmond's brilliant. He plays such a, he beautifully plays such a, an absolute suck up um, to people with money. And he's, he's like unpleasant. He really is to Sherman. And then Jason's obviously questioning the professor, uh, clumps at Sherman saying, why did you do it? Was it an accident? He said, no, I did it to myself. And he's like, look, you've got to tell Carla if you feel how you feel about her, because this guy's testosterone levels are way off the charts. You know, he was nasty last night. It wasn't like you, Professor. And he says, you know, Sherman says, I've never behaved like this before, but I've never been in love before. And he says, you know, we sh- uh, Jason says we should be we should be focusing on getting this grant proposal to Harlan Hartley and winning that. And. Sherman thinks, right, okay, that, and he invites Carla over for a family meal. And the family, oh, they just totally get the wrong idea. Like, the grandma asks, like, are you and Sherman having relations? And then that's like, grandma, will you, like, will you hush up? Like, he's never brought a girl on before. The least you can let us do is talk to her. And then the grandma just goes on and on about relations. Oh, it's just <laughs> ridiculous. And then who starts singing? 
Oh, the grandma starts singing, Sherman's going to have relations. Sherman's going to have relations. Honest to God. It's so embarrassing. We've all had them situations where you've, you've brought someone home and your family just embarrassed the hell out of you. Uh, because that's the job. And if it was one of your brothers or sisters or one of your family out of your situation, you'd embarrass the hell out of them as well. So it goes both ways. Um, and then they like the dad starts arguing about where the wedding's going to be because she's from Chicago. And then the dad farts again. And then, uh, uh, then he's walking her home and he says, Sherman says to Carla, look, I'm, I'm sorry, they just got the wrong idea. And Carla says, look, I'm sorry, I was distant. I've still got Buddy on my mind, you know. He's so cocky and brash. When I look in his eyes, I see, you know, warmth. I see humour. I see... And she's singing Sherman, isn't she, really? But she doesn't realise that, obviously. And she says, thank you for being such a good friend. And he's like, he's been friends on. Well, he friends on well and truly. And, and then... Buddy Love, like they get rid of all the formula, Sharon and Jason, because tonight is where they're meeting Harlan Hartley at this Ritz, at the Ritz Hotel, with Dean Richmond to talk over the grump, to like the research. And he, all of a sudden, the, the professor, like, he gets one of his mega shakes and he, is this the right bit? Or am I jumping ahead of myself? Jumping out of myself. Anyway, so the, the Sherman changes again because he feels he's got to go see Carla as Buddy Love. And Jason's like, oh, Professor, you, you said you weren't going to do this. And he locks him in the back room. And he says, good night, hamster boy. And then Carla comes home and there's like heaps of flowers and loads of gifts in her apartment. And then, so Sherman goes to the grant proposal at the, at the Ritz. No, he doesn't. Buddy goes there and does he to get a room key. To, to get a room with Carla, even though he says it's going to be a meal. And then Dean Richmond sees Carla and it's like, where's Professor Kump? And Dean takes credit. Dean. I think that's Dean. Oh, yeah. Buddy takes uh, responsibility for Sherman's uh, research. And he says, oh, I know Sherman's work. In fact, I am Sherman's work. And Carla's like, Buddy. And he explains to to this Harlan Harley, who's played by James Coburn, um, about the formula, he writes it on a board, and obviously it's scientific, so he doesn't understand it. And Dean Richmond's like, can you put it in layman's terms? <laughs> but he's like, oh, you mean rich dummy terms? And he's like, listen up. Uh, look, this greasy, nasty pork chop, this can go to your cells and anywhere, and it can cause all kinds of horrible problems. And he goes round, and he basically picks out all these people eating. And he like, this woman, he says, look at this, it causes jello arms. And he's like, on about a, like her upper arms are like, quite, um, overweight and he says and it's quite nasty then he says this guy has turkey neck this woman has saddlebag syndrome this woman is suffering from what we like to call tank ass so it goes around and he just um, and he talks about it and, and, and then he says but there's something we could do we could turn these nasty genes off you can take a simple solution and the daughter loves him and the people are very impressed as well I mean a couple of them are happy um, and the but he talks his way out of anybody getting annoyed with him, and then the alumni bars tomorrow night, and Dean Richmond says fill him for P Professor Cump permanently, and then these three women that Buddy says, oh, this is how you can look. They they're in the toilets, and they don't obviously Carl is in there as well, 
and they say, um, you know, I'm sure he can handle all three of us with a name like Buddy Love. And she walks up to Buddy and slaps him. And he says, oh, you know, I thought you'd enjoy a little group activity. And she's like, oh, you are one twisted freak. And then Buddy's like, oh, well, never mind. And takes the three women back to it, back to Sherman's house and has a massive house party. And basically they burn all the diet meals on the fire. And then it goes to the next morning. And Sherman wakes up in bed with the three women. Obviously he wakes up and he's like, oh, God. And Carla comes around to try and warn him. Obviously about about Dean Richmond and what's going on and the fact he's lost his job and everything, and she's like, "Oh, you guys share girls," because one of them pops out and he's like, "Oh, where's Buddy?" And she's like, "I never want to see either of you again." And then it turns out he's getting evicted for violation of noise ordinance, and Jason, his assistant, comes around and is like, "Professor, you need to come to the uh, the lab now." And he's like, no, I'll come later. He's like, no, that's the thing. There won't be a later. And he gets there. And Buddy loves, obviously, getting hired instead of Sherman. And like, they've replaced like the letters on his door, office and everything. And they don't hang around in this place. <laughs> and um, then Sherman's at home and he puts he, he presses his television. And this, this video um, videotape plays. And it's Buddy saying, you know, she wants me, not you, me. Like, come join the party, Sherman. You can't beat me. You can't beat me. And, and Sherman like jumps up and he's like, yes, I can. Yes, I can. And then um, he pours all the formula with Jason. He's like, I'm going to get my life back. I'm going to go to this alumni ball. I'm going to get my job back. I'm going to get Carla back. I'm going to explain what's been going on. And then it goes to the night. And obviously the guy who plays Dean Richmond's just a world-class kiss ass. He's fantastic in it. And you see the alumni ball and there's Clump. Uh, the Clumps are there. So Cletus and Mama are there. So his mum and dad are there and his dad's whinging about finger food saying, you know, I've paid all this money, a hundred dollar, hundred dollar a ticket. Um, and you know, we got finger food <laughs> and then his mum's saying, you know, Sherman is my baby. And Cletus is like, you know, Sherman's 35 years old, start of his business. And then it goes back to the lab and you see uh, Sherman's about to leave for the, for the, the ball. I keep going to say the ball. The alumni ball, and he says to Jason, "You know, I, I can lo- I can lose weight through hard hard work, you know, and exercise." And then, so they pour all the formula away, and he grabs one of his mega shakes and he drinks it, and he like goes like because, and then he collapses, and like, and you think, "Oh, what's what's going on?" And Buddy has put um, the formula in one of his mega shake cans. So then Buddy Love pops up, and he's like, "Alas, three hundred pounds in thirty seconds." Thanks, Mega Shake. And Jason's fuming and like, you know, you said you wouldn't do this. And he says, you know, I've got to drink this amount of the fluid and it'll stop me changing back into Sherman forever. You know, if I drink, and he's like, you can't drink all that, it'll kill you. He's like, no, if I drink half now and half later, that's perfectly safe. And he says, and at midnight, I don't have to worry about turning into a clumpkin. Uh, the writing is really, uh, really daft, but really funny at times. And he says, I have a date at the Illuminate Ball and you have a date with, with Lun- I can't say it. I have a date at the Alumni Ball and you have a date with Linoleum. And he's like, with who? Obviously, he means the line on the line off floor. And so he knocks Jason out. So he punches him again. And then Buddy goes to the Alumni Ball and he's just dead obnoxious. You know, he goes up to one of the women and he, 
and he's like, is that a test tube in my pocket? Or am I just happy to see you and things like that? And he, oh, he's just horrendous. He's just obnoxious. And he, he he tells, he threatens Dean Richmond and says, you know, I'll choke you out. I'll, you know, I'll choke you and ch uh, cut off your air supply until you pass away. And then Buddy tells tells all the people, you know, I've lost 300, I weighed 300 pounds this morning. And then he's got his watch timer and he's, he's like backside and his stomach blow out and he drinks the formula and shows that it goes back in. And he says, I'm about to make a 400 pound man, this fat man disappear forever. And then Jason storms in and it's like, stop, this has got to stop. This man's trying to king, kill Professor Sherman Cump. And then, and then you get a really funny bit where Cletus is like, that's it, I'm glad I brought my knife. And the mum's like, I brought my razor. And um, Jason says, obviously, you know, you can't do this. <laughs> but Buddy's like, you know, we were, you know, okay, but after a short musical interlude, he punches Jason again, and Jason fires it like the symbols of the band behind. And and then Sherman, and he goes to punch Jason again, and Sherman's like hand comes out, and he Sherman starts to fight back. And this is really funny bit where like Sherman and Buddy are fighting each other. And obviously the hilarious because the crowd's shocked and the dad's watching it. Well, Cletus and Mama Clump are watching it. And Cletus is like, somebody better call Exorcist. It's hilarious. And Sherman's like, you know, Buddy's like, you can't beat me. And Sherman's like, yes, I can. I don't need you anymore. And Buddy's like, Sherman, it's getting real dark. And he's like, no matter what, no matter what, you got to strut. And then his face drops, um, like unnaturally so. And... Uh, Mama Clump faints again because uh, Cletus keeps having to pick her up and he's like, I don't want to be picking your ass up all night uh, off the floor. And then Sherman obviously come, transforms back to normal and he, he explains, you know, I became desperate and selfish and I was, you know, I was wrong and Buddy is who I thought I wanted to be and who the world, whole world thought, you know, wanted me to be. And he said, life's not always about being happy with who you are, with how much you weigh. It's being happy with, with who you are. You know, he, he apologizes and walks out and leaves. And Carl chases after him and says, you know, why did you lie? And he said, well, I didn't think you want me. I'm a big I'm a big man. No matter what happens, I'm always going to be big. And then she asks him for a dance. And he dances with her. He does a bit of the robot. And then he, like, he hit bumps with her and <laughs> knocks her over. Um, and because Jason's brought his tuxedo and the dancing, and it, it ends there. And then you go on to the... Um, the outtakes from the film, which are absolutely hilarious. And this is the first um, Tom Shadak film who directed the film. It's the first film he did where they had uh, outtakes over the credits. So a few of his films are like this. I think Bruce Almighty is like this. Liar Liar is like this. Um, or just, if you want a film you can put on and just howl at, just have a really, you know, for some people, this might not be our cup of tea. That's absolutely fine. Well, you want to film it, you can just kick back, laugh your head off, and proper enjoy. This is the film for you. Oh, see, I'm tempted to, to watch and review Nutty Professor 2, because that's a, that's a cracker. But uh, I've done two films in a row now that I've already seen before, so I think I need to need to review one that, uh, that I haven't. So that's my review of The Nutty Professor. Thanks for listening. Uh, please review this on podchaser.com or on your listening platform if you're able to. I'll return with another review soon.
Cheers.